Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss You're listening to Achtung Law Broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin Set no subject Hello dear listeners Welcome to a preview show of sorts for the Bristol City home game tomorrow Joining me to kick over the traces what's been a very strange week I believe at Milton Mill life aren't they all strange but anyway joining me to kick over the uh the sands of the last seven days Mr Michael Avery how you doing Michael not bad don't panic Mr Mannering don't panic <laughs> we'll come back to um we'll come back to the strange affair of Tuesday night very shortly but of course you were at a far more exciting venue you're at Bayliss Avenue in Thamesmead Michael watching a decent 4-0 win for anyone that's not picked up on the Area of Town podcast we're putting out sounds like a great evening you had there mate do you know what I'll be honest with you there is a lot I'm, I'm obviously doing some bits behind the scenes for Area of Town as people may know he's head of youth um, and, and community there listeners yeah so so yeah so I'm very humble um <laughs> but um also along along with that you know we've obviously um, sort of expanded on what acting grassroots was, and we've got our own sort of doctors debate show now. But yeah. again, if if I could take if I could take my sort of like Irif and sort of acting grassroots head off and sort of stand there as someone who's watching on league football, they're playing some very very good stuff this season. Very very good stuff. Um, you know, we we, we won't get overly carried away and say that they're the new Wrexham or there's going to be a documentary coming out anytime soon or Ryan Reynolds is going to fly <laughs> in or Hugh Jackman or anyone like that. But let's just say that it's, it's bouncing down there at the moment. The pre-season was very, very impressive. Um, some of the signings um, for people who know sort of non-league football have been very, very good. Um, you know, the league, the league, there was an unfortunate 2-0 away defeat against Whitstable. But I mean, the FA Cup extra preliminary rounds against um Hassocks, if you will, they they were so impressive. I mean, in two in two 90-minute games of, of FA Cup football, um, regardless of how you look at it, what round it is, it's still FA Cup football. Um Hassocks, I think, registered two shots on target. One was a 30-odd yard screamer, which you're not going to keep out for love nor money. Um yeah. and the other was 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 one that was held by the goalkeeper. Eris Town are very, very good this season. It, it's not it's not often you see with with the nicest respect to non-league teams, Nick, you you've done some grassroots stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, you've seen yeah, it, you know what it's all about. Yeah. But very but yeah. very rare, but very rare do you see one touch, two touch football, trans quick transitional play overlapping fullbacks in in non-league football, especially at, at scaffold level. So again, this is it. We noticed that this is the main Millwall pod show, and this isn't a Dan tools and drop everything you're doing and get down to Bayless Avenue. But 
part of the deal with the supporters club as well you know working alongside the Eriff and Belvedere's the Fishers the Eriff Towns is to, to get eyes on these teams and you know for a fiver if you're an MSC member you can get down there on the games that Millwall were away this yeah is good precisely football. I mean good 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 football but- Local football, good bars, and you know I haven't been to the Thames Mead ground yet, listeners. I do intend to get over there at some point in the in the forthcoming season. But I've been in the era from Belvedere uh, bar, uh, which incidentally uh, they're at home on Sunday, free entry. If anyone's in the area around Welling, um, you can have a walk in and get yourself a beer and watch a game of football. It's their first game back in the Isthmian Southeast, I think, for X number of years. Mm. I don't know how long, long time. Um, but yeah, something that really struck me, Michael, and it, it, it comes back to what was quite a miserable evening, in truth, at the Den on, on Tuesday night. Um, something I've picked up from the shows that you've done and some of the shows that we've done over time is the enjoyability of non-league football. And I'm, I'm not here to particularly press non-league football on this show, listeners, but um, it, there's an enjoyability factor to it, and obviously, you know, you're you're, you're involved at the moment with Eriff Town, so you, you're part of that um, club mentality. I, 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 that's the right way to put it. But there's 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 a, there's a there's a kind of um, I don't know if it's overdoing it, but there's a kind of a joy and a, and a simplicity and an almost old-fashioned uh, idea that you're there to enjoy yourself and have a good time. Um, we'll come back to Tuesday night very shortly, listeners of Millwall. But that's what I've, I have I do worry at times that we're losing from the modern professional game. And at times I do worry about Millwall for the same reason, Michael, because you don't always get that at the um, the pro level, whatever you want to call it, do you? Do you, know, do you know what as well? To be honest with you, this again goes to show you the type of club it is. And again, it's nothing. It's one of the reasons why why I let why I've, I've joined here town behind the scenes. Um, they was always incredibly grateful to... Um, Acton Millwall and also the fans who listen to the show and have got down to games because there have been um, a number of Millwall fans who have got down to, to Ear of Town. Again, I'm not saying that there's hundreds and thousands or anything like that, but you know, there is um, a, mid, a midweek fixture on Tuesday, FA Cup extra preliminary round. Historically, you know, again, no disrespect to the level, but let's just call it as it is, they were very much the one man and their dog type fixtures. Mm. You, had a, yeah. a, you had over 110 people there at that game. You know, enjoying yeah. the game. You know that the entire stand was packed. Everyone's talking. You know, you've got young kids there from the local areas who are being a part of it. They're entertained. You know, like with 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 my with my boys who I I train and I I coach and I manage because obviously people who follow me know that I I get involved in that side of it as well. This this general idea, and I I, I, I don't want to overdo it, listeners. You've tuned in for Akdung Mill all here, but I do worry this is a thing that's disappearing from um, Millwall specifically. Um, the game generally. There was a commerciality to it. We're going to come back to some of this stuff in due course, um, which uh, you don't get. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an authenticity. I think that might be a better word that I'm searching for, Michael. We've been to a, quite a few non-league grounds, one way and the other, as far out as Sheppey, um, various other locations, Eriff and the two Eriffs, as we said. But there is, there is um, there's something real about it. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to replace the game at the top level, but I can see how people can become disillusioned with professional football um, at the expense yeah. of the non-league scene. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not here to depress anyone, but I want to come back to Tuesday night's performance. You were, you were an exciting 4-0 win on Tuesday, mm-hmm. so you'll know very little other than what you've read of the misery that was uh, the home League Cup tie versus Reading on Tuesday night. I was there. 
I did a, a show about it, um, kind of live live uh, stream consciousness, as I call it, on on the night. Um, it's a very normal thing to go from the euphoria and the 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 praise and the uh, the uh, you know the upbeat feeling of winning well, and we did do well up there at Riverside last Saturday. To follow that up with a, a half-assed, couldn't care less shambles of a home performance where we got stuffed by Reading's under-21 side, effectively. I wasn't, you know, all for that, but there was there was a large chunk of their under-21 side. And we just did not look like we gave a shit about it. And I, I, there's, there's certain elements of Tuesday night that worry me a lot because um, we were outplayed um, by some measure by the Reading under-21s. Um, and I just found it very hard to contrast what we saw on Tuesday with the um, the really strong performance we saw on Saturday. Many people have replied back. So I compared it, Michael, with the um, the infamous 6-0 uh, loss against Rotherham all those years ago where players yeah. almost, I'm not saying Mill on purpose, gave the game away Tuesday night. But lack of effort has the same effects. And I, I there's, there's something deeply, deeply dissatisfying about going to a football match uh, like we did on Tuesday. It's a competitive fixture. You might, you can have a conversation about the um, the place of the of the League Cup, as I'll always call it, in the modern game. Um, but you expect your professionals to put 100% in. I don't think we saw that. The, the paying public on however many thousand of them looks at the crowd Tuesday night did not get value back from that Millwall side. We didn't see 100%. And that bothers me um, because that, that, that's that's the essence of sport, isn't it? You know, you've got you, you're not going to pay and watch it if you're not going to think you're going to get always the uh, you know the, the total performance, if you know what I mean. The thing is, as well, what gets me is firstly, if you're a professional and you're playing football in a professional tournament or competition in the sense of the League Cup, regardless of what it is, you know, you 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 go for it and i know it sounds so cliche and so stupid but it really is you know west ham have proved and as much as it pains me to say this on a, on mm. a Millwall podcast trust me but west ham was in a two bob european cup competition yeah which is the european equivalent of the league cup if you will they're now in a more major european tournament through yeah. winning it yeah. you know i know with teams like Millwall, don't get me wrong like the sense of us winning league cups and fa cups and i know we've got to finals of fa cups um, that's besides the point. But the point of us winning these big tournaments isn't really going to happen. But you still take it seriously. You know, there's still prize money to be there. There's still opportunities to bludge your youngsters. There's still an opportunity to give players a run at someone like Bart Biakowski. I know he got an absolute slaughtering online. But this is this would be, for example, those type of players' chances to stake their claims and get back in the sights. Um it just no, it just it just isn't good enough. And 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 what makes it worse as well, I know there's the reduced entry fee, but the fact that I know that under obviously League Cup regulations, um, you'd have to put out certain advertisements or um, sort of content to, to advertise the game and everything like that. But you're charging people to come in and watch this, you sure. know. And, and I know sometimes with football, I know sometimes with football, you can argue it's the entertainment factor and should you be entertained, should you not be entertained. Jose Mourinho famously, um, his sides haven't been massively entertaining and he's always been known for grinding out one nils and winning titles. That's absolutely fine, but just give give it a go. Put, but if 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 you're not if you're not willing if you're not going to take the competition seriously with regards to your first team, I know there's that rule where you've got to put a certain amount of players out. Put your youngsters out. I've got a point to prove, you know. And, yeah, or, a, or, it's just, it just it's just it's just it's just not good enough. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't. 
I, I know I know that clubs don't have a like I said a sort of black and white. You must entertain the fans, but you can't charge people to watch this kind of stuff and then not turn up yourself. No, I was looking at the um, post-match interviews. I've subscribed for the month, listeners, to Mill TV. Um, so I'm going to be away for a bit, so I want to watch some of the the uh, the full highlights and the bits and pieces you do get on this. I've paid a fiver for a month just to see what it's like. But anyway, well, part of the the uh, the, the joy of uh, Mill TV is you get to see the post-match um, interviews, and I watched particularly watched the one on Tuesday with Gary Rowett because. Um, I think he was a bit bewildered. I think I, I think that was my sense walking away from the ground, Michael. Um, I felt a bit bewildered by what I'd just seen. The um, the you know, if you said to me that that was that was Eriff Town playing um, some league side and they were very very much second best, then that's what I felt like with Millwall. We just looked like we weren't at the races, and that was a decent Millwall side that would took the field there. That was a side that on some days you might think should be competing in the championship given, you know, the, the, yeah. uh, the, the toll that the, the season takes on a squad. So it shouldn't have been that far off the pace. Um, ring rustiness. Yeah. I mean, Bart's taken a mullering on, online. I, he was at fault for at least two of the three goals, arguably three of the four, uh, four goals in the end. Um, so certainly, you know, you've got to expect some criticism. I do think people go so far over the top now. I mean, we've had the George Long conversation previously, but now we're going to have to have the Bart Bielkowski conversation. This is player of the season, wasn't it? Twice he won it? Twice, two, two, twice, twice he was player of the year, two years running, and third, the third year. Not that long ago. Yeah, he had a, he had a mayor of a performance on Tuesday. Let's let's not um, try and hide the, the harsh truth. But... I think he does have some credit in the bank, and it was okay if he's if he's if the manager thinks he's no longer able to perform, then you know we're still within a transfer window, and they would have to have a conversation with Barton. Maybe there's a, a solution. I, I don't know. We're not privy to all that. But the the over the top quality of the social media criticism that goes on now, I just think is is disproportionate. Um, I did feel sorry for Bart Bielkowski because, you know, he is, he is who he is and he's done brilliantly for us in the past, but there's no, there's no credit in the bank in football. Like, no, you're I mean, only, and, you're and only ever is, zero, you know? Yeah. The, the thing, the thing is with, with, with Mill as well. So I'm, I'm a Mill fan, obviously, you know, I've, I've season seen for X amount of years, you know, I'm one of these who, you know, was at the old den as a wee nipper and all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know? So I've, I've said, I've, with all due respect to you, Nick, I may, I've not been around as long as you have and seen it all, but, you know, even in some of my years, I'm seeing it. But it just, it, what, what got me was I was I listened to Aaron's show, uh, BBC Radio London, um, last weekend after the Middlesbrough game. And some guy rung in, um, can't remember who it was, and this is no disrespect to him specifically, um, so please don't take it this way, but it's just an example of what it is, is that he mentioned that, you know, like players like SA and, and all this, potential Ballon d'Or winners, and, that, and, that, and, that, and then Tuesday, you've got a goalkeeper. Tuesday, you've got a goalkeeper who should never step foot on the pitch ever again. And it's like, there's no middle. There is no grey at Millwall. I mean, it, it makes it exciting. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it, it, and this is why I, I sort of half, half tongue-in-cheek said the don't panic Mr. Manu thing. Because I will say, I've said this. I, I sound like a broken record. I say this every single season. Follow the Kenny jacket. Judge me after twelve games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair way to look at it. I, 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 haven't, I didn't hear the Ballon d'Or. I'm going to use that in tomorrow's uh, live stream. Ballon d'Or with our potential. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose the big difference of life generally nowadays, Michael, is that 
you know, Coldblow Lane could be at the Theatre of Cruelty down there. I mean, it was it was a cutting environment and no place for, um, you know, for, for the lily-livered to take the field. If you couldn't take it, you'd soon find out, the, the old den. But I suppose nowadays what you've got is an ability to reach personally people in a way that didn't really exist in the past. And that's not going to change. So I suppose everyone's got to get used to it. And players have to um, find ways to manage that if they want to manage it. Because nowadays you really can let Bart Bielkowski know directly what you think of our straight after a performance when no one's thinking straight. Um, I'm not sure it's always done. It does a lot of good in the world, but I'm not sure it's always the best thing either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah. I think sometimes as well that the fans need to sometimes... And again, I'm not lecturing people. You you do what you want. I'm, I'm, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just, just more sort of friendly advice, if you will. It's just, these are professionals. This is their job. You know, George mm. Long, regardless to whether it happened at Millwall or not, you know, it, it's fine, you know, in the sense that, you know, if, if he moves on to, to other places, good for him kind of thing. But these are these are professionals. It's their job. If if your opinion is he's, he's useless, not a bad goalkeeper, he's not a good goalkeeper, should I say, he doesn't mean to be a bad goal league. He doesn't mean to let goals in. He doesn't mean to be beat from 30 yards. It's just he's not very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm absolutely, absolutely for one that if, if someone isn't putting the shift in, give them pelters, you know, like like tell them to pull their finger out. I, I am like that because that is what you expect from a Millwall crowd. That's what you expect from a Millwall team, 100%. But George Long, as, as as I think I heard it on your last show, Nick, he's not he's not exactly gone out and slagged the club off. It's just, no, it's just no, not worth. No. I, I, I would far prefer if it was the opposition that caught it. Um, when I had to laugh today, there's a on the um, Twitter, there's a, the, the club's official uh, account has put out a video with Gary Rowett, I think, appealing for. Um, uh, to keep you know keep, keep your views and opinions in check. I can't. It's like some kind of football league wide initiative, but I thought it's great great timing before one of the most emotionally charged games <laughs> in many many years. I can't think. Of yeah, read, read the read the room, Gary. Read the room. <laughs> I mean, he's required to do it contractually, but um, I mean, tomorrow's game against Bristol City. Looking at the, um, I mean, just reading through the. Uh, uh, the program of um, you know of what's going to be done tomorrow. It, it does have a big feel about it, Michael, doesn't it? I mean, the, the thing gates, uh, Irish bars open at eleven a.m. <laughs> Get on the sauce at eleven a.m. at the ground, um, and it's going to be a big, big occasion. We've got the James Berylson doing the the uh, this in you know the same kind of walk as his dad did, and presentation on the pitch of the EFL. I think um, Amy Berylson, John's wife, is going to be there. So. Um, it's going to be a big, big old event tomorrow um, with a football match mixed in that we really, really could do with a win just to get back on the on the straight and narrow. So um, I don't know. Is it anticipation or trepidation? I don't know which which word to use for tomorrow, but it's it's got a feeling of a big a big middle day out one way or the other, for better or for worse. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's um it's a sellout as well, isn't it? Or oh, so they're in the north, we've got selling in the north stand now. Yeah, the away end. Yeah, so so fair fair play to the fans here um for coming out and, and filling the ground. Yeah, it is going to be an emotional day. It's uh as as we've said all through the summer, you know, I've I've been on sort of uh, shows with Aaron as well discussing it, and I know you have as well. Um, it's a situation obviously no one asked for, and no one wanted to be in. Mm. Um, to, to to lose your to lose your owner, chairman, etc. Um, good guy, great guy, done a lot for the club, and and like I say, fair play to the fans for for turning out in their numbers. But as you say, 
there's a 90 minute bit in the middle where you've got to do your job you've yeah. got to, you've got to, got, to, got to get the result done and and I think ultimately just the best fit in tribute Millwall Football Club as a team let's talk about the team now the team can do just go yeah. there and at least do their best to win the game come away with three points I think that's that I mean the performance obviously will be nice on top of that but um yeah I, I agree um yeah so just there's a there's a the club have posted a running order for tonight it does all uh, the place opens at 11 a.m um turnstiles 1 30 I think two o'clock is when the main uh business starts James Berylson's going to be walking around the fan zone so there'll be a lot of um a lot of people trying to shake his hand almost for for sure um Two two fifteen, the Berylson family will arrive at the ground, and then there's a two forty five. There's a, a, a presentation by the football league on the pitch. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an emotional day. Highly charged, I think, is, is is the way to put it. And as we've said already, parts of the north stand are open, so um, it's probably going to be one, arguably our biggest crowd. Um, maybe only the Arsenal game back in the when the stadium first opened will top it. That was. A twenty thousand crowd, but I think we we got eighteen uh, and a half thousand last season, did we? And so maybe it may push beyond that with the parts of the North Stand open. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be in the eighteen thousand uh, zone, so it's going to be a big big event. Um, I, yeah. I want to take my, my hat off, Michael, um, to the much maligned Millwall support because you know to have a sellout so early in the season is one thing. I know it's a special circumstances but um we, we took 900 up to middlesbrough on a very very unfriendly um day for travel and i'm just looking at the mill tickets here which um, they've got another 400 tickets available for norwich which i think potentially i think on 1600 now maybe if those sell out it's going to be near to 2000 that's that's a pretty big um commitment by the Millwall support you know um and i think there's a desire to to pull together as a team it's just such a shame that we had that uh, off note midweek just to just to um in very normal style just to stick a kind of a bum note in the middle of a great guitar solo you know yeah yeah it's um i think that to be fair to the Millwall fans they've um yeah like like their numbers have been brilliant and, and and over the last couple of years as well you know we was always a team who um historically always was around the sort of 10 11 000, um maybe up to 12 but you know they've become out their numbers in recent years, and especially more yeah. recently than, than than others. Last season we had we was having attendances regularly, well in the 15s and 16s and things like that. So and and away support's always been good. We we always talk about the atmosphere at Millwall games. You know, like when you play in front of 17, it feels like you're playing in front of you know 30 and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, full full credit for those who are coming out in force, as they say. Um, and to be fair to the club as well in this instance, we'll talk about other bits where the club may have fell down slightly soon. But um, fair to the club opening up, opening up the north, opening up the north stand as well. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know, every I imagine you'd have to get Norwich liaising with that because they're going to somehow divide the two uh, sets of fans in the north stand your way in. It's going to be interesting how that works out because if it does work out well, it can be done then, and there's no reason why it can't be done again in the future. Uh, police will have to be in on that security blah 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 but um, no well done to the club we do want to praise the club um i have never ever um come on these kinds of shows done these shows for the purpose of just slating the club for no reason and praise where it's due but um criticism where it's due as well because that's the other side of the coin michael um we're going to come back to the uh the club shop in a moment you've done your a long while since we've had Michael's club shop update, and he's done one here on some various items. But 
I've been picking up on Twitter all day. Um, people have made orders. Kids wanting uh, shirts. Adults wanting shirts for that matter. And all sorts of the gear that we sell. And it's not arriving or it's delayed. People have had money taken off them and then been offered refunds because the gear can't be sourced. This was a big, big thing that we're going to go with Fanatics, the global conglomerate that you see advertised in any of the American sports. I'm a, I subscribe to the baseball channel and um, you see them advertised constantly. A big, big name, Fanatics. But there's no brave new world, it seemed. It seemed as chaotic and as incompetent as it ever ever was before we, we ever heard of them. Um, and you were saying to me about how the, the club are not doing full kits for kids or something. The goalkeeping kit was not, not being done in, in full. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking on the website at the moment and it could be something that they they, they look at doing um, in the future because, you know, it, it might be something they've just not got online at the moment. But, I mean, we're looking at the website. You've got the, the blue kit, which has come out, the orange kit, which, to be fair, marketing, it looked good. The, the lioness is again. Yeah, part of yeah here, nice uh, kit, yeah. Too. Very all good. Very, the white you know, one no. looked all right on the telly last week, on the, on the stream, yeah. and the blue one. But, um, but again, just, just as we were saying there, you go on the website, you know, he's got uh, the home kit for that, for a, a sort of four business days or one business day order. The, it's, it's not mm. arriving. You go there looking for goalkeeper kit. All they've got is the short sleeve shirt. Where are the shorts and socks there? Um, and again, it, it's not, it's, it's one of those, it, it's, it's the cliche first world problems, but how are you going to appeal to these young kids who, who want to get into into the club? You know, I mean, let's just look, for example, you know, I, I was out yesterday and like there's kids with like sort of, uh, what do you call like into Miami kits and things like that. And you think yeah, there's a lot of loans around there, aren't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, there, there's a few yeah. of them knocking about. And, and again, like, like I, I there, there's um in, in the little football team I coach, there, there's, there's a young lad who's our goalkeeper, um, very much the sort of young kid who just likes wearing football kits kind of stuff. Yeah. He came down to Millwall a couple of times last year. Really enjoyed it. He, he trains in a little Millwall kit now. And you sort of think, sort of for him, oh, I, I mean, I would get it for him. Obviously, his, his mum or dad would. But it's like, yeah. oh, I might, if, he, if he's liking Sport Mill, I might get him the Millwall goalkeeper the kit. Goes goal online. Yeah. Goes online. It's not there. No, and there's no, no indication no. of where it is. And, and so... Football kits are primarily in my world anyway. And I know there's people out there that, that do collect them and wear them. Um, but they should be primarily for kids. You know? <laughs> Look after the kids. Yeah. That is the future of the game. Like the, the George Benson song, you know, to treat them carefully and they're our future. Um, so, yeah, um, for some reason, we can't. you can't buy a full the full kit for kids, for goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, yeah. Yeah, um, which is an oddity. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Michael, you've picked out some odd bod items. I mean, I've been struck by the the fanatics uh, gear, and I, I actually I was going to um, mention it, but actually it's probably the least of anyone's worries right now. I'm just going to say how bland some of the gear is that they're selling, but actually better to be bland than actually have it. Um, it's not really a big deal. So that. bland away all you like, um, fanatics and club shop. At least have the gear on site and send it out and get it out to people. So, are we ready um, for the club shop update? Yeah, go on. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll dig out the um, "Are You Being Served" theme and play it underneath it. So, we, yeah, we've been done one of these for years. Absolutely, a club shop update with Michael. There you go. I tell you, do 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 provide your feedback, um, dear listener, on the Twitter, um, and if we'd like this is brought back as a regular feature, I just thought we'd have a bit of fun. So, this first one is the Millwall Crest lunch bag and bottle holder so have you had enough of the fan zone sausage to last you a lifetime um i haven't actually had any sausages around there but i, I might do tomorrow i'm getting there a bit early tomorrow so i might okay. i'll take a german sausage around there missus why not so has the cold pie on the concourse in the outdate coke zero and harry's got you to a point where you want to bring in your own meal deal and do you want a bag of a bottle holder for your vijazzled bottle of milk oh, vodka <laughs> yes. Do you remember those? <laughs> well, I've heard about them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's talking about that. Knowledge of a jazzling, but yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you're missing out. Well, if the answer is yes, then the Millwall Club Shop is for you. Head down or order online and for the bargain price of twenty pounds. How much? <laughs> twenty quid. You you could be the owner of a Millwall Crest lunchbox lunchbox and bag and bottle holder. Gone are the days of tripping up the stairs of block one with your hot dog in hand, and you can now carry your lunch securely and in style. Please note, although we think this is a project which will keep your lunch secure, we also remember previous mill signage when the ground first opened, where lunch boxes and flasks weren't allowed in, along with candles. Also, we're not sure if the jazzled vodka is something you want to bring into the ground, neither. Would you Just like to describe, that, Nick? That very point is a wonderful product for kids to take their sandwich and maybe a drink to the, the game, but they won't be allowed to bring it in because it's a security risk, so. <laughs> Even though you got your Millwall crest on it, um, yeah. Um, of the vajazzling, I think we ought to move swiftly on from. Um, yeah, so that's another show. This is next next item on Michael's list. I might, I might do this one. This is a Millwall era, not not era, as, as some people have tried to make a pun out of it. A new era, as a new era, players training sleeveless top blue this is you should only wear these kinds of tops michael i think they're called wife beaters in in certain circles um but you should really only wear them if you if you've done some heavy lifting in the in the gym you need you need like a jean-claude van damme style shoulders and arms to wear this this kind of it's one of these sleeveless tops this is that's just my opinion listeners don't don't wear them if you like you know skinny uh types it doesn't it always looks a bit iffy um, anyway, on to Michael's piece here. Have you ever looked at a training or running top and thought, this is good, but it could do with less sleeve? <laughs> do you wish to recreate the days of Sven Goran Eriksson's 2006 World Cup squad and wear a kit to midweek training that you know in six weeks' time when the cots go back will be a complete waste of time? 
and also wear a top that's described as authentic look of your favourite team whilst you jog to collect the football you've just blazed over the bar from two yards out on Hackney Marshes. Well, if the answer to any of these is a roaring Hulk Hogan vest ripping, yes, brother, then log in and order the Mill Araya players training sleeveless top. Blue. For the bargain price of £38. 38 quid, listeners. For that, your biceps and triceps can feel the breeze of summer. Then three weeks later, the pissing down rain and the, the autumn brings. Note, we at Achtung Mill noticed the emphasis on blue. So did the, the boy bland, boy, boy, boy bland, the boy band blue deliver this when it's fully dispatched. Also, for just 40 quid, you can get this with sleeves. So if you buy this in bigger sizes, does the club uh, cloth to pound ration increase? Makes you wonder, makes you think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be confessed to the uh, the listening public. I don't wear sleeveless types of my Because you ever wear them, mate? You're, you're, you're running kind of... Uh, only when running. Fiend, aren't you? Well, only when running. Yeah. yeah. Only when running or in the garden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless you're ripped, listeners, then then you can probably hold that down. But anyway, move us onwards. We've got we've got a gilet now, Michael. Where are you going? Yes. So the arms may say summer, while the body yells winter. And luckily, those at the Millwall Club shop have heard the calls from afar, or those who suffer with chest colds but also sweat a lot and updated the Mill Araya Gilet. No longer will your goosebump-covered chest annoy your sun-kissed arms, and wearing this piece of clothing will allow you to acclimatise to any situation. For the bargain price of only £65... 65 pounds, pounds. <laughs> For a gilet. <laughs> that you can you get can st- Matalan or Georgia Asda for, I don't know, 20 pounds There we are, yeah. You can step onto the pitch with extra swagger, as the club says, with your tattooed arms on display, a padded chest covering your midriff, and a hood in case it rains. A must for all weather, especially if by some miracle it's on the same day. Mm. Please note, we at Acton Millwall have noted the improvement in branding on the club site, but we're unsure step onto the pitch is the best slogan when the FA this season are trying to eradicate pitch invasions. Also, a similar coat with sleeves is £70. So now we have the minefield of coat sleeve thickness and quality compared to t-shirt sleeves and their price ratios. We're going to need a lay down. I've never thought about the price of a gilet versus a sleeved coat. Actually, that's a very good point. They must they should, the one should be cheaper than the other, strictly speaking. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's, these, these are the questions you you get only on this podcast. I think sleeve it's a, sleeve to cost ratio. It's a big question. I I haven't been in the club shop for a long time, Michael. Have you been in there? I mean, obviously, to doing doing this was this research done online. You haven't have you physically been in the club shop? Um, really? I, that was online yesterday. I went recently. Uh, very bare, in truth. Yeah. They're probably yeah. waiting for those kits to arrive, and and the goldish shorts and socks. Um, but, the, um, the fanatics, the fanatic still's got to ignite. It's got to rip into action at some point. Seems it's not sounding like it's running on on a full engine at the moment. Yeah, but to be fair, if you've bought those items already. Fair play to you. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit steep, 65 quid for a gilet, isn't it? A lot of people talking about non-delivery, kids wanting kit to go to football and it not arriving in time, all sorts of stuff like that. So um, I think the uh, support liaison officer, which is Shona, or is it? Is it so, I think someone's covering Shona. She's away at the moment, isn't she? So they're going to hear about it one way or the other. Whether the club can do anything to um, prod fanatics along, I don't know. Um, but this is the way of the modern world. They do these deals with these big companies and then 
you discover that you're just a small part in their big tapestry of money making generally and we don't really matter very much but there we are to be, to be fair to, 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 i know we jest with the uh, uh we jest with the club club update and that kind of stuff mm. but again i'm sure i'm sure no one at the club wants this to happen i'm sure if the club had it their way everyone would be kitted out in their kits by now let's 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 call it as it is they're, they're not just going to get some company yeah all that stuff if they knew this was going to happen so let's 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 call it as it is it's a bit of fun it's incredibly frustrating and i 100 feel everyone's pain um i mean my, my son's birthday was recently we tend to get him a meal kit for the start of the season and we're, yeah. we're obviously waiting so i'm i'm in, I'm in this i'm in the same if not a very similar boat to a lot of fans out there but let's just let's just hope it all gets dealt with shortly 100 percent um, and I, I, I agree with what you just said there. I'm just running through my little list of um, items. It's a, I don't want it to be a moan fest, listener. So you don't tune into our show for a moan fest, do you? But um, we do have a bit of moaning to do. <laughs> it's not a moan, actually. I've, I've not been in the new Aris bar. I think it's a bit of praise, actually, because um, it's, it's been really, uh, I've only seen photos online, Michael, but it looks like it's really been dramatically turned around i was hoping to try and get in there tomorrow just to have a look if nothing else but i think tomorrow might be um a day that's going to be a bit manic around there so i might save it for another quieter game yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not the middle one well that's me I, <laughs> um it's, i think it's going to be ramo as they as they say tomorrow but um you know fair play to the club they've spent a lot of money on areas but it does look nice a lot of screens big space they, they seem to have knocked down some walls in there and made more of you know more actual um i've moved the bar so you've got more space to to stand and to sit at tables and so on so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. have you have you seen it at all or i've not been in there at all myself again similar to you only the photos but let's be brutally honest with you it it, it needed a revamp i know oh, i know totally. we, I, yeah. I know i know it was a very infamously called hmp aries by some people <laughs> and um uh and yeah i know i just jested there but there was a few times you buy things they might be slightly out of date but let, let's be honest with you again you know, you can't, the people who work behind the bar, they tried, you know, it's not, again, knocking them specifically. And, and a revamp was needed, you know, I've, that, that bar's not changed for many a year. No. And, and you know, obviously, obviously the club is trying to do things behind the scenes. Um, you know, there's it's, all new beers apparently going to be on the concourses as well. Yeah, well, on that, I was, so, I was... you know, you can't, you can't, you can't knock them trying to move with the times. No, I, I spoke to, I can't remember the chap's name, he's a commercial director, is it Mark, I believe? Mark Fairbrother, uh, was it Mark? Mark could be, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah nice caught up with him before the under-21 um, game back in May, and they he had a, um, a the, the company that owns, um, is it Shepherd Neem, that owns Spitfire, Ken Spitfire and uh, some of the other lagers. But they, they'd done a deal with... Um, you know the uh, the Kent based brewery, Spitfire Ale, to bring in some better beers, and I think did I read that Hurleyman's made a comeback? I didn't know that still existed, Hurleyman. But um, yeah, so th- I think they've upped their game on that. They've clearly upped the game on on in the facilities at Harry's, Harry's, and the beers sound like they've been moved up a notch or two. So I'm interested to get in there and have a look and sample it. I might pass on it tomorrow, though, listeners come back another day you know what i'm talking about listeners you 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 get it you get it you know um it's gonna be carnage around here tomorrow so um but another another day i'm gonna check out Harris. we might do a, a post-match um review with harry once uh, once we get out of him but not tomorrow god that would be good listening. if you think if you think this show's been a ray of positivity with moaning <laughs> bring him on <laughs> 
we love H. We love H. But we that's that's for another day. That's for another day. Um, back to back to um, knocking the club slightly. I, I, I had to laugh at the. Um, there's a new system there. You can buy your e-tickets and print it off at home, and you can show that. They've got like an iPad set up you know, on the turnstiles there, Michael. When you go in, that seems to be working. But the ticket queues to to get in, um, we seem to be woefully understaffed at times on on turnstile operators. Um, you know, games where you think we might have more than one, we don't. We, we seem to have like one person scanning and then one person comes in at a time. And there's a big photo of a big queue of people trying to get in the other night. I, th- I think some didn't get in until gone 8 o'clock with a 7.45 kickoff on Tuesday. Not that you'd have missed much. We were one down after a minute. Um, so, yeah, I mean, any new system takes a while to bed in. But um, I think, again, it's that aiming for improvement because to print or to scan, I don't know, to scan from your phone or something, um, that would be good if that can be done at some point with tickets. Um, but it's just not quite clicked the first time of asking. So we just need to, a little bit of um, work on, on that front. Um, but I think the aim is to try and drag us into 2023, Michael. It's good. You've got to yeah, and the aim. Also, yeah, that's also, that's also not fair. And this is, again, where it's kind of like having your cake and eat it kind of thing from certain clubs and, and that kind of thing in the sense that, um, one, you need to, uh, you don't know what the push is from the EFL or the Football Association to be sort of like more greener or net zero and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's Rexham, true. I didn't thought Rexham, about Rexham, Rexham just got slaughtered by flying all over the place. And let's yeah. remember as well that Bayern Munich years ago, like <laughs> Bayern Munich's talk at the moment, uh, time stamping this, this show. Um, but Bayern Munich years ago, they did a thing where they emailed season tickets as a trial and they got, they got wide global praise for it. And Maybe now, and now, you know, now we're trying to do it, or some clubs are trying to do it. It's going the other way. So you, you, can, you, can, you, you can't pray, you can't praise someone for doing it, and then when we try and do it, slag them off for it. Do you think that's but why we got we checked out the Caribou Cup? We don't want to get involved in that Euro Conference League. We don't want to be messing with the uh, the the, uh, the the climate change. We don't want to be flying, do we? We want to be yeah. you know, very local, sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. Thames exactly. Mead, yeah. damn you, damn you, Carabao Cup promoting pollution. Oh, I, I um, just, I just. When, when I'm on this show, it's very parody and humour. So please, no suing. The the uh, MSC's badges, Michael. Um, the J JGB um, uh, memorial badge are selling like hot cakes. I've written down here. Uh, they're all in support of the Berylson Legacy Memorial Fund. Um, so I don't know if that's particularly widely known. I was looking on um, Mill Online just before I came on, on doing this recording, listeners, and I, I think one or two weren't aware that the the MSC badge um, is in support of the uh, the idea to have a, a, a memorial of some sort to to John Berylson. Um, but they've really, really sold well, mate. I believe there's more on order now. Yeah, yeah. So they are selling really, really well. And, and one of the reasons why um, I asked to come on the show as well um, to mention this was because basically, in a nutshell, if you are looking at picking up your badges tomorrow we are going to be down there from 12 30 and we are expecting a lot of people yeah. you know it's brilliant the, the the again you talk about the the fans being in the, the seats of the stands buying tickets and all that kind of thing but they've also done really well um selling these as well we've, we've sold an awful lot at the moment and um, there's going to be another delivery soon um of, of some more for those who have ordered as well so those people aren't going to be missed out but um as silly as it sounds you know um i was going to do a cheap segue uh, and say about queuing systems at the dead, we've actually going to bring in a queuing system for these badges so that people can get really? them 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wow. basically, uh, at the sport club, and I know sometimes you know people have their opinion on us, and again, that's absolutely fine. That's your prerogative as fans. We are not going to try and sway your opinions, but we also do want to make it easy for fans as well. So we're not just going to have loads of people turn up and no one know what's going on, and everyone just takes something out of a box and then that's it. You know, there's it's it's going to be as, as organised as we can be. It's going to be as structured as we can be. The entire committee is down with assist with assistance on the day as well yeah. uh, tomorrow to make sure that people it's get their seamless no one's bothered by it yeah. gets bad you know we're, we're, we're getting down there from about lunchtime so you know we're we're, we're going to be there very early to yeah. ensure everything's in place there's going to be badges on sale for people who want to buy them who have not pre-ordered um also the 30 that you know again this isn't a plug for merch or anything like that but the 30 year badges um that were um given to us that we could we could make as well for this season of the sales well we know they sell popular as well memberships all that kind of stuff so if you do have anything you need to pick up let me just have a quick look at um when i did get sent a message about others as well yeah um but if you do need to order obviously get down um if you are collecting obviously get down as well we will be there nice and early send us a dm send us an email if you need to um and we'll do the best we can to obviously help you guys out um so there is another um batch that will be going on sale again online very soon and the next delivery of those will be the 18th so if you missed out now don't worry there's going to be some more, more coming, coming soon and also as well just another bit of news um for the um for this season as well our season-long charity is the royal british legion um we've been working with the people behind the scenes who help with the um the poppy day the memorial day fixture in november yep. so, so so mel um, as people know from um, Hoff, so you know yeah. she's. We've been working closely together, and that's going to be our season-long charity. So, any questions to do with that kind of stuff? Obviously, drops an email, drops a DM, or just come say hello tomorrow. Um, as oh, fantastic, and, and fantastic. So it's, it's, it's good stuff. We're, we're, to, to be fair, again, I know I know that we had the little criticisms aimed at us, for whatever reason, rightly or rightly or wrongly. Again, that's totally your opinions as Mill fans, um, but. We're listening to fans, we're trying, and we're doing our absolute best to try and help everyone out. Do you know what? I think sometimes there's a tendency at Millwall especially, especially the only club we know, I don't know the club I know, really, I don't, don't know how it works other places, but I think there's a tendency, there's a need for people to have villains. Um, a villain must be created, it's like a pantomime. If there isn't anything to blame, you must create a villain. And then half the time, people don't actually know the people they're criticising or that they, they've not met them, they've not spoken to them. And if they do meet, um, you know, the, the, these these alleged um, archetypes of villains, then they actually come away with the idea that uh, they're, they're just like them. They're just normal people. Um, I think a lot of people, especially online, have a need to create um, false kind of um, cartoon-style images of people. Um, I think this is a great idea, Michael. I think the the, the uh, obviously the, the circumstances made the John Berylson badge particularly poignant, and um, the purpose of these badges is to create a, a lasting memorial to one of our greatest chairmen, if not the greatest chairman in some ways. Certainly, um, he's put huge amounts of money into the club, so I think it should be uh, memorialised. I think this is a great way to do it. It's exactly the kind of thing that... Um, the MSC should be doing, um, and more power to its elbow. Um, the support for the British Legion, you know, what Millwall fans going to say? No, that's no good. Um, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of nonsense spoken a lot of the times on social media and on message boards. So, 
there we are. That's my view on it. Well done. MSC for this, and um, yeah, we'll get some more badges in, in very, very soon. They're, they're selling very, very fast. Been a great initiative, so well done, well done for that. Achtung, Mailball. Final thing. This is <laughs> I've written. I've written bird shit on my agenda here. Uh, it was, it was and just... no, it, well, no, it wasn't Tuesday's game. <laughs> <laughs> it was Tuesday's game. Well, kind of. I, another thing, really. Um, you know, I, I do these, these podcasts because it's, it's it comes from a place of love for the club, really, and, and the and the history and all the rest of it, and the try and keep people up to date with what's going on. <clears throat> my my take on it. Blah blah blah, listeners. But I've never ever wanted it to be like a personal. Um, platform where i don't know where you you kind of pursue your problems and use this to try and uh you know resolve things for yourself if that makes any kind of sense but bloody that's what hell, facebook's for that's what facebook's for i walked in on tuesday night um my, my season ticket is now the, the bird shit corner as i call it um spot and jesus christ michael it was covered in bird shit it was literally i sent you a photo of it didn't i it was the, the first three or four seats in the corner underneath where Mr. Byfernow is, there's a security camera that sits on the wall. And the pigeons use um, the security cab, uh, camera as a as a, as a a nest, as a, as a kind of resting point. And then they shit, basically. That, and it goes straight down. That's what pigeons do. I mean, this is not... Um, it shouldn't come as a revelation to anyone involved in any any of these pseudo works, uh, things called facilities management. If you have a, an outside space like a, a stadium, birds will be a problem and you have to make sure they can't rest because they will shit and bird shit is dangerous and you expose your company, your property or whoever manages owns it to risk. And it literally... Um, it was covered in this. I don't know if it's a problem around the rest of the stadium. I, I, I find myself going on about bird shit corner a lot. It's certainly a problem where I sit up there in block one. Um, I don't know if it is anywhere else around the stadium. It shouldn't be because it should be something so easily contained and dealt with. Probably it would cost a few quid to get it done right. But, you know, I've worked on estates where they've they've called in like a, a, a kestrel that flies around once, once or twice a week to frighten off pigeons spiking you know you can get it at b&q in places it's not difficult and it's not um it's not a revelation it's been going on for years and i don't there's that there's so much that's good at our club michael and then we kind of have got a capacity to fall flat on our face on the most simple basic things i, I, I don't get it i mean who, who walks the site however you could walk that that, that stadium once a month and see a pile of bird shit and i've had three months of um no football and no one seems to have looked at it and dealt with it or thought to get it cleaned up it's it's things like this it's the basic um elements of stadium management and i've never managed a stadium in my life but it's pretty basic if you run an external um facility that you've got to think about these things but no one seems to have it's i'm going to be intrigued to see what it's like on the on tomorrow because you couldn't sit on it uh, i wouldn't sit on it um you know it's dangerous to sit on in my opinion but because tuesday night was um tightly packed because only the upper decks were, were open for the same some youth were behind me um and they, there was one or two sitting on them on, on the shit you know i said fuck me boys you know um <laughs> sitting on the shit while watching yeah the shit. i mean you know they were all youth so i think the idea that a bloke in his 60s might talk to them was like so uncool that they didn't want to talk to me back but i said you're sitting on a load of bird shit there chaps you know and it was just 
if you couldn't see it, maybe, I don't know what the, the kids are into now, but maybe they were so crazed on the... <laughs> On, some, on on laughing gas or something that um, they could they, they weren't aware of what they were sitting on, but they were sitting on shit basically, um, with two or three or four pigeons sat on the security camera up, up above them, ready to shit on their heads. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm being treated like a problem elsewhere, listeners. Do let me know if you have a bird shit problem in your sort of part of the stadium. I'd love to know because we need. Being serious, you need to bring it to the attention of um, Millwall Football Club, and if you don't. Yeah. Then it has an innate capacity for it to be someone else's responsibility constantly. You've got to bring it to their attention. Let me know. I'll be the bird shit coordinator. DM me on Twitter. DM me your pictures, your location. If there's bird shit, it shouldn't be there. It should be cleaned up because it's dangerous. Well, that's the I've thing. Got... You used to you used to have you used to have the BMC, didn't you? The Burnsy Mal Choir. You can be the BSC. There you are. Bird, bird shit, bird shit I don't know. I mean, it's, this is basically, don't go on about it. I mean, I, I, the reason I call it bird shit corners is a constant problem of bird shit up there. No one seems to ever pick up on it. You know, there's a down below where I sit, there's a, you know, above the, the um, entrance areas, there's a, like a concrete ledge where people put their drinks. And it's always got loads of bird shit on it. I think, well, does no one see it? Does, the, you know, does it not occur to anyone that that's not right? It ought to be jet washed off because it doesn't take much to do. You do need to do it. Yeah, I'm 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 smirking, not not uh, not I'm at smirking. you specifically. I'll, I'll stop going on about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm smirking because the amount that you sent me in that photo the other day reminds me, of, and the, the listeners who, who are into their pop culture might re- might remember this. But remember they're beating Ghostbusters after they killed a marshmallow man, yeah. and the bloke's walking down the street, and all of a sudden it just eats it, <laughs> and he's completely covered in it. That, that that that's what it's like, dear listener. It is everywhere, and and the thing is as well, without trying to get too boring, because I know I get criticised for that sometimes as well, but. That's not healthy for you, mate. That don't burn you. It's quite a hazard. Listen, in, in, in my previous life, when I was alive, when I was alive, back when I was working, I used to manage properties that um, we would have specific contractors that would, um, one firm I remember was called Disaster Call and used to manage on the ferrier. Um, and if, if a property had been abandoned, windows were left open, you would get place. I've seen, you know, I've seen places that have covered in shit like that was there the other night, listeners. And you called in a, a firm that come in with wearing spacesuits, Michael, oxygen spacesuits to jet it down because it is dangerous. And Millwall just seemed to have a capacity to be endlessly, endlessly surprised that pigeons ship and they nest on ledges. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. We digress. Score predictions for tomorrow. Let's go. Come on. Random one of these ages, neither. Um, it's going to go one or two ways. If it goes, if if we don't liven up in central defence, I fear. I, I, I was left a feared on Tuesday night that our central defence looked very creaky against pace. I do see that Bristol have sold their one of their star performers, Alex Scott. So um, I, I've got to go for a win tomorrow because I'm, I'm emotionally um, stunted and can't expect a loss. So I'm going to go for a win in front of an emotion, emotive crowd. One nil, two nil. Millwall, 2 0 Millwall. I'm going to go 2 1. I think our defence is creaky, but Nisbet will, uh, as long as his knees hold up, he'll be fine. 2 1. 2 1. Michael, I think we've explored every nook and cranny of Millwall life on this show. Big thank you to Michael A for joining me in his lunch hour. Thank you, Michael. No problem at all. No problem at all. And thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to you too, dear listeners, for tuning into this rant about birdship. And um, we'll be back over the weekend. I'm going to be doing um, fairly extensive coverage, I'm sure, of the match tomorrow and then the post-match reaction. Do give us a shout. Uh, you can DM me on Twitter now. If you press the little squiggly line in the bottom corner of a direct message on Twitter, you can send me a voice. You have to keep your, keep it pressed. Press the, the squiggly line and speak. 
and then it will send me your post-match reviews and thoughts. Do send me it. It's great to get them. And um, if I get enough of them, I'll probably do it as a separate episode after the, after the match. But um, until the next edition tomorrow, over the weekend, of Acton Mill from Michael and myself, it's Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. That's the pigeons. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.